Hello, and welcome to Eastridge Connection again. Uh, first things first, we've got Alan Middleton with us today. Alan. A freshly shorn Alan Middleton. <laughs> <laughs> Look a little less homeless today. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing. Alan's one of our youth ministers here at, uh, at Eastridge, if you don't know. No, that's not the, that's not the important part. Sure. Uh, the, the important part is No that, one would uh, say the youth ministry is the important part. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> What's the important the part? The important part is that uh, Alan and Jennifer have a little baby girl at baby home. Baby girl. I'm now? A girl dad. How, yes. how many days today? Any clue? Oh, man. Don't put me on the spot like that. Yeah. Uh, what day was she, she born? She was born on March 12th. Okay. Uh, so she is uh, almost three weeks old. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Time is flying. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Little awesome. Caitlin James. Awesome. We're excited. No, now, what we're really excited about is is the fact that the child was born in Texas. That's that's really what we're, that's what we're excited about. <laughs> she has been blessed that way, yes. <laughs> I, I greatly appreciate Alan and, and Ryan both for the for the work they do, uh, for the uh, the ministries that they are, are both a part of and uh, head here at Eastridge. Uh, today, I know that God's going to be at work in our, in our conversation. Uh, what the three of us are going to do is just to simply strive to, to address some of the obstacles and some of the opportunities that, uh, that our current circumstances bring. Uh, it's been a few years ago, but several years ago during a sermon, uh, I asked uh, you guys to, to set an alarm on your, on your phone. Uh, it didn't matter what time, just uh, some sort of recurring time each day. And for the title of that alarm to, to ask the question, uh, am I aware of God? Uh, am I aware of God? And even though that's been, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago, I'll still at times, I'll have folks who will, who will say, hey, I, I, my alarm still goes off. That's still something that's meaningful to me. Uh, and, and really, it's been, it's been surprising. Hey, people actually listen. Uh, and this is something that was, uh, that was beneficial. We just wish they wouldn't put that alarm during services. It's the main thing. <laughs> it's very distracting. Please don't do that. <laughs> Uh, especially with like La Cucaracha as the right, that's, or yeah, like that. doesn't quite flow with the worship service, <laughs> but it's meaningful to them. <laughs> Today, I want to pose uh, a question, maybe to be asked at, at the end of a day. Uh, but a question that, that we're going to try to try to build off of today, at least during this conversation. And that's the question of where did I find God? Where did I find God uh, today to to maybe uh, at the end of a day to kind of think back through uh, the different events, um, the th- different things that we were a part of, the different uh, obstacles that we were presented with, the different opportunities that we either capitalized upon or maybe some of the opportunities even that uh, that we missed. But to see interactions with people and different events along Along the way, and and at the end of a at the end of a day, to, to be able to ask the question, uh, where did I find where did I find God? And when I think about some of the things that we've um, been confronted with over over the last uh, several weeks, you know, as a as a self proclaimed uh, introvert, if you were to if you were to ask me, hey, spend a few weeks at home um, by yourself or with your family, um, with with limited outside. Um, Interaction. I mean, that's that sounds that sounds a little bit like like heaven to me. Um, at the same time, I'm a I'm a creature of habit. Maybe as an introvert, I like I like structure. I like each day to have kind of its own plan. And some of what we've experienced over the last several weeks has been, you know, we've had to we've had to adapt uh, along along the way. And so trying to find God in in all of that in all of that um, has been a challenge for for me. And, and I think that's maybe a good place for us to to build off of um, 
today. Um, there are, are those in our church who are uh, who who have jobs who are are trying to adapt those jobs to uh, the current climate. There's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a learning curve for for so many so many of us. There are those who uh, who have jobs like say first responders or those in the medical profession who are who are continuing to do their job uh, times two or three or ten, um, and at the at the same time trying to keep themselves safe, trying to keep their 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 families uh, safe. Uh, so many of you are going to work every day, and uh, and your work is is uh, is compounded by this. I'm even thinking of like those that work at uh, at Walmart or at at Kroger or things like that, trying to do what they 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 do, but to, to say stay safe. Um, and so this is this is no vacation. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of stress and anxiety that goes along with it. That's what we've tried to address over the last over the last couple of couple of weeks. We've got we've got folks here at, at Eastridge that are in in a bit of a holding pattern um, with their jobs. Uh, we've got folks who have who have lost their lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. And so what started out to be well, maybe this will be a shelter in place sort of thing for for a couple of weeks. Um, now is looking longer and longer. And and as you know, as we talked about, you know, mortgages are, are in, in jeopardy or, or, yeah. or the different financial sort of concerns that, uh, that, that come up. The rent has come due. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, we've got, well, we've had folks who, um, who, uh, who are needing medical procedures who haven't been able to have, or right. aren't able to have them right now. We've got folks um, who have lost, lost loved ones who, uh, who can't do a memorial. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Um, I did a, <clears throat> I did a wedding Monday for a, a, a couple who had planned on getting married in 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 May and that wasn't going to happen they had their license and they're trying to figure everything out so I did their 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 ceremony just the three of us on Monday and then after everything's said and done then they'll figure out venue and, and um, reception and, and stuff like that uh, later on I'm even thinking about we've had I think four babies born here at Eastridge over the last several weeks, uh, which is awesome uh, at, the, at the same time. Um, not necessarily the norm as far as people coming for yeah. visits. Oh, baby showers. Uh, we have uh. not met your daughter uh, and work, you know, 20 feet from you. Yeah. And yeah. Because of the current culture we're in, that's just not really something that's feasible. We, we lost a neighbor uh, a couple of days ago. April and I lost a neighbor and um, can't go to the hospital, couldn't go to the hospital. Uh, there won't be a funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is a very weird, weird moment that we're in. When Caitlin was being born, we were in the hospital and they were in the midst <clears throat> of changing policy while we were there, while she was bo- being born. So, you know, as far as how many visitors could come in and, and see her, all those things were being changed. Uh, you know, exits and, and entrances were being uh, closed and monitored. And so, yeah, I, I know um, there's been babies being born where only one person can be in the room, so mom couldn't be there, or someone close to the family couldn't be there. Yeah. They can't even wait in the waiting room. So, yeah. uh, big sacrifice is happening. Yeah. yeah. So somehow trying to, to find God in all of this, mm. to see God at work uh, in all of this, uh, and then also to be able to utilize this time, this time that God has, has given us um, for uh, for His purposes. Uh, one of my favorite passages, uh, favorite stories in the Bible is uh, is First Kings chapter eighteen, mm. where you've got uh, Elijah and the, and the prophets of Baal, Mount Carmel. <clears throat> yeah, Mount. <laughs> Carmel, not oh, caramel. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you've got, you know, Elijah, this one prophet of God against these 450 prophets of, of Baal. And there's this there's this showdown on Mount Carmel um, where um, where Elijah says, OK, I tell you what, um, 
you, you construct your altar. I'll construct my altar. Let's offer sacrifices. Let's call down fire from heaven. You call upon your God. I'll call upon my God. And whichever God shows up, well, that's the true, that's the one true and living, living God. Uh, and uh, which sounded great to the prophets of Baal uh, because Baal was the God of fire. So they're like, hey, you know, home field advantage. Hmm. And uh, of course, they call down fire from heaven on their sacrifice and nothing happens. Uh, even there's, uh, there's, there's one point where that I really, I really like the, the sarcasm involved where Elijah's like taunting them. And well, maybe, maybe your God is, maybe he's, maybe he's busy. Just he's away on vacation. Yeah, he's, yeah, just try, try, try it again. He's asleep. He's a deep sleeper, <laughs> but, that, that Baal. And, and actually uh, in the NIV where it says maybe he's busy in the, in the Hebrew, it actually says maybe he's uh, using the restroom, not making this up. That's actually what it says. I you bring that up. I know it's just that's awesome stuff. Um, so but, much. And the, and, but then you have then you have uh, Elijah, who who is trusting in God, who's relying upon God, and who's present in the moment, and uh, you know calls upon God to to show up, and God shows up in a in a very real and tangible and and uh, in such a profound way that can only be explained that God is doing what God does when his people um, are seeking him. And uh, I think that some of what, of what God presents, presents us with in these opportunities that we've, that we've got in, in front of us, where are we finding God at, at work? Uh, and even thinking, I think it's it's in the next chapter, First Kings chapter eighteen, uh, chapter chapter nineteen. Uh, you've got you've got Elijah in this cave, and where he finds God is in is in a whisper. Um, God's been at work in all of this uh, in this magnificent, uh, overt sort of way, but he also finds the presence of God in in a whisper there in in this cave. And so um, Alan's going to speak to just to, to, to maybe some of some of that being intentional with these moments that we have, allowing God to, to utilize um, both chaos and calm and everything in between and, and for us to be to be stronger in our faith because of that. Yeah, that's right. So uh, while I think it's good that Jason acknowledged that there are people who are working overtime right now in their jobs and there's probably people who are at home uh, maybe find themselves uh, being challenged in different ways oh, because right. they're homeschooling kids and new challenges going on. Uh, but for a lot of us, we are finding that we have a lot of extra time, uh, a lot of uh, free time uh, that we didn't have before. I know a lot of you are, are binge watching things on, on Netflix and, uh, and uh, taking in movies. I, I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, oh, yesterday and it was fantastic. I really well, wish one and two. We're gonna Secret to, of the uh, Use was there too. Great. Skip three. It's not even, not even worth it. We're going to have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do want to point it uh, to the fact that we've been given this time, this opportunity and I would hope to see that uh, in this in this attempt to see God more, that we're not just hoping that it's just going to land on us, that we're just going to keep doing what we're doing, put in more time on on Netflix, and then we're going to start seeing God more. We do have to have uh, a little bit more intentionality in that, I think. Uh, I, I'm reminded of Matthew chapter 6, uh, Jesus' teaching here on the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, here, starting in verse 5, he says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. <clears throat> Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. And then verse 6, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who... 
is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done is secret in secret will reward you. I like this verse because it's not just about um, sure. We It's awesome that we have the ability to come together and do the streaming services on Sunday and to watch a podcast and all these things. But there's so much value in seeking God in the times where you are by yourself in the times where no one else around. I found this quote from A.W. Tozer and I, I love it. It says, if a man wants to be used by God, he cannot spend all of his time with people. I think there's a profound truth to that, that if we're going to uh, be looking for God and seeking God, uh, I think there are going to be times that we see him where we're not even looking for him. But I think uh, those experiences can become more common when we are seeking him in our alone time with him. Uh, before I, I turn over to you guys to hear your thoughts, James chapter four, verse eight. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalties divide between God and the world. Uh, Certainly, even at home, we can invite the world in uh, as much as as much as we'll allow it. And so it's uh, us tough to be the gatekeepers of our own hearts and for uh, our own families. Your guys thoughts. Um, I, 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 I think there's two different groups of of people who are um, going to hear these messages. Right. So there's there's group number one that is um, in a situation where this is free time mm. where this is a new a new normal. But it's, it's free time where they've got the ability to to maybe implement some things that that they haven't been able to implement previously. But I think the second group of people who are going to hear this are people who are stretched mm. to their absolute limit. Yeah. Um, and to them, you know, you mentioned uh, if, if in a vacuum, if given the instruction or given the, 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 the command for you that you're going to be home and you're going to have some downtime, that it would be the same. It would seem like this blessing. Um, but with for a lot of people who are in that circumstance where the mortgage is due, bills are due um, and they don't know where that money is going to come from. Uh, I think there's two different there's two different mentalities. Right. And so the idea of finding peace in our alone time is going to sound really different to those two groups of people. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Or, or even just trying to trying to do what you do, but doing it in a different exactly. environment, doing it in a different a different way or yeah. through a different avenue. Yeah. Uh, it's, compl- it's complicated. Yeah. Well, I to, to I guess to, to tack on my piece of this conversation, which is, you know, I tend to do things from a family perspective as the family life minister here and as a family counselor. Um, I tend to view everything uh, through the lens of family life and how it, it uh, relates to relationships. And so one of the things that jumped out to me was um, I looked at, uh, we, Jason, you asked for us to think of passages that were meaningful to us in this moment, right? And so that's kind of what we came in with the idea of. Uh, I went to Deuteronomy 6 because we find in it, we find these, you know, uh, family codes and, and what we are supposed to do with uh, uh, with these these, these moments. Uh, it begins in verse 5, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Uh, these commands that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and your gates. There's a lot of, of uh, imagery there about our homes, about, the, about this being yeah. a local project, right? right? So instilling faith being a home-based activity. When we don't have the economic concerns that we have right now, I want to go to this passage and say we need to implement more faith in the home and we need to have more open dialogue about, about Jesus in the home and we need to talk to our kids about these things. In this moment, I'm very sensitive to the fact, though, that we've got to wade through some of the stress and some of the abject fear that some of our families are facing right now. 
So I, again, I, I, to go address what you were saying, I think that we hear this from two different lenses. I think there's two different people listening to this podcast. Those who have a lot of free time and are figuring out like, this is great. Our schedules are relaxed. I, I, I'm not, as I say, almost in every podcast, and you guys know this, I'm not a huge social media fan, but I've noticed how many people in my own social media feeds are reflecting on this time as being, it's great. We don't have anywhere to be and I'm able to read more and I'm watching more TV and we're cooking at home and we're having all this family time. What I'm not seeing is some of the posts from the people that I get phone calls from who they're home and they're, and they're going crazy because they, 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 if as long as they're home, they're not making any money. And as long as they're not making any money, those bills that are about to be due are not going to be paid. And they're not quick to post about that. No, they're not. (laughs) No, they're not. Well, and, and, and those people I think feel a bit left out at times when we talk about, um, well, let's just take this moment to slow down. Mm. That's easy to say when you don't worry that you're going to be able to pay your mortgage. That's right. Uh, It's a lot harder to say when, when that's a real fear that you've got. Mm. Yeah. Think about just, um, just, just my, uh, my older kids Mm. and how my, my oldest son and his wife, both are teachers, uh, but my son teaches teaches history, and my daughter-in-law is a softball coach. And so, as teachers uh, now, kind of moving into this new new sort of normal, they they both have different sorts of sorts of a- approaches. You know, he's got he's got <clears throat> curriculum that he's generating and, and things that he's putting out there, trying to keep his his students connected and give, giving them work. Whereas she doesn't have as much as much of that. Even though they're both teachers, they're both going about things in a in a different uh, in a different sort of way. Uh, my oldest daughter, Casey, who who was supposed to walk across the stage in graduation on May 8th. Um, the, the graduation has now been tabled until maybe mm. maybe August. Yeah. Uh, my middle son Jacob, who's a, who's a welder, um, he hasn't been he hasn't been laid off, um, but they've told him we have no work until until this is until this is over. Uh, and then my youngest son, uh, son, son Bowen, Bowen being down at, uh, at A&M. Um, yeah, everything's, everything's online, finish out your semester. And that times, you know, times a million is what everyone's trying to do. Even, even the, the three of us in our different areas of ministry, um, trying to connect with, with a, a youth group um, through, through different, different avenues That's and right. keep them plugged in, trying to counsel and minister to people um, over the phone as opposed to in person. And in video chat, which I, I listen, it's it's more effective than nothing, but I don't like counseling that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to be in the room with people. I want to be able to read body language. I want to be able to, I want to hear sighs and I want to be able to see things that I can't see on the phone and I can't see video chat. I want to, so you talked about teachers having a different, mm-hmm. um, a different approach to what they're doing right now. I'm going to, I'm going to relay uh, a story that I'm hearing pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still doing video counseling and I'm still doing phone counseling. And uh, one of the stories that I've heard a lot is of parents whose jobs have been moved digitally. So they're having to work remotely, having to work from home, but then simultaneously now they've got elementary age kids who are home who now need help getting online and getting into these multitude of Zoom sessions they're supposed to have with their teachers. And so I've got parents who I'm talking to who are saying, what am I, how do I do this? How am I, I got a, I got a conference call that I've got to be on with all of our regional people, which is, this is a a story again of a, of a counseling session I had recently. I've got a a call with regional people with my company that I've got to be on while simultaneously getting my kid onto his, uh, you know, Spanish homework and getting him into his Zooms. And I don't know how to balance these two things. And so it's, it's, interesting to watch as we all kind of move to this digital existence, how many times we're stepping on each other's toes. And I don't think we realize that. I don't think we realize how um, stressful and impactful some of those decisions have been. Yeah. I, I was just remarking, uh, there's all that going on, but man, what a, a, a blessing it's been. If this happened even just uh, five or 10 years ago, 
how much less we'd be prepared to have these sort of, you know, Absolutely. digital interactions and be able to continue doing ministry in new ways and stream things and put out podcasts <clears throat> and, and have, uh, you know, cahoots and Zoom game nights with teens and yeah. all these things. That's that's so awesome. Even we were remarking at earlier in this year, we just started buying microphones for podcasts for podcast, and, and yeah. cameras and just getting things ready for digital content. And then all of a sudden Didn't this happens. And uh, we were, we, I think we've been able to see God in that and how he's been preparing us for, for what's happening now. Absolutely. There's a, a couple of verses in, in Proverbs chapter three that uh, maybe, maybe many of us, you know, learned whenever we were kids, you know, to trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean mm-hmm. not on your own understanding. Uh, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Uh, he'll direct your paths. He'll make your paths straight. Uh, and, I, and I wonder if, uh, if if those two two verses, what it Proverbs three verses five and six, I wonder if, if those if those two verses aren't are not really being tested mm-hmm. right now. Um, trusting in God, trust in God with all with with all your heart. You know, trust trust in God, um, and. Uh, know that God is going to, he's going to direct our, our paths, but we've got to be in tune. We've got to be, we've got to be, we open to him, acknowledge him, acknowledge, acknowledge his presence mm. in the middle of all of this, whether it's uncertainty and, uh, and chaos or, or, or just within the learning curve, or maybe even if it's in some of the, some of the alienation or some of the quiet, um, every, everything in between to, to trust in God to acknowledge his presence and then to, to lean into him and to know that he's he's going to direct our paths he's going to make our paths straight uh, but to have some confidence to have some confidence in that and, and maybe even in and through all of that uh, to come back to, to where we began you know this question of where did I find God today to, 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 to be asking that question at the close of a day where did I find God am I am I being open to him are my eyes wide open to God being at work, to God doing what he does? Uh, where did I find God? Because I think that we we find him doing what he does um, in the strangest of places, in the most unlikely of places. Um, that's oftentimes where he does his, his best work. It's just a matter of, of having the, the capacity to trust him and the faith to be able to see uh, him at, at work. And maybe even to ask ourselves the, the question, take a step back with wherever we fit on this paradigm and to take a step back and to ask the, the question, um, are we utilizing this time? Good, bad, ugly, whatever it is. Um, are we utilizing this time uh, that God has, has, has given us? And, and we're not going to do that unless we're, unless we're finding him at work, seeing, seeking to see um, how he's at work. Yeah, if you take 10 minutes out of your time of you know, cleaning out your garage or whatever else you have time for now that you didn't have time for before, uh, to give to God and, and to anticipate where am I seeing God today? How am I spending time with God? I think that's great. You, you mentioned ending the day with where did I see God today? And uh, I've really enjoyed starting my day okay. with, uh, I, I let Jennifer have a little extra sleep and I, I usually get to hold Caitlin for a couple hours <clears> in the morning. And that's usually a good time for, for me to think about where am I going to see God in this mm-hmm. day? And that's kind of good for me just to anticipate and put myself in the mental state of where am I going to see God throughout my interactions today and in my uh, lack of interactions today as well. So I want to speak, I want to speak to that idea clinically for just a second, right? So we have a tendency. we're crazy? <laughs> yes. Yes. Clinically, clinically, you both got some serious uh, well, problems, all right. uh, but, but you give me some good things to talk about. So um, uh, clinically speaking, there is a, uh, there's a, there's a, a mode that we get in um, when life gets hard 
and when things get challenging, our minds have a tendency to kind of go slant towards that negative aspect, right? Mm-hmm. So, so life gets really difficult and we wake up during the day and because things are, are, are hard and because we're struggling, we're more prone to identifying those things that validate the fact that we're struggling, mm-hmm. right? So we, we hit, we focus on the negatives. It's, it's, if I can give you a, a picture of what it looks like, um, if you're struggling to pay bills, you're more likely to miss the sweet moment you may have with your kid, where, where your kid wants to give you a big hug. You're more likely to miss that because you're focused on the negative, right? So whether it comes or whether it's dealing with anxiety issues or issues of depressive symptomology, um, we are just prone to really slanting towards whichever direction we feel our life is going. And that's what we'll notice. When we feel like things are going well, we see all the good stuff. Uh, when we feel like things are going poorly, we see all the bad stuff. And I say that because what you guys are asking, you're asking people to ask the question out loud, where did I see God today? Or where will I see God today? And the reason that's so vital to our mental health, in, in addition to just our spiritual health, the reason it's so vital to our mental health is my hope is those questions get you um, to not only reflect on, on where God's blessings are, but to shift your mind towards some of those positive things. I, I, I try my best to articulate to people that nothing is ever really in this world, all good, all bad. It's usually shades of both and we're having to make nuanced decisions. And so the ability to find good, even in a moment where you may have lost your job, you may not know where um, the money for the next uh, mortgage check is going to come from. Um, you may be, you know, I joke about this, but at this point, it's getting to a point where I'm not sure I can joke about it anymore. Um, you may not have had toilet paper in your house for a week, which is a funny, ridiculous sentence unless you're dealing with it. In which case, I, 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 you're, you're dealing with something that you uh, two, two months ago would have never imagined that you'd be dealing with in this culture. Um, but I say that because in those moments where things are really hard, uh, where you're struggling, where um, every time you turn on the TV, it seems like the news is worse. It is more vital now than ever to take those moments to ask yourself, where did I see God? Where do I want to see God? Because my hope is that allows you to see that there's beauty even in this moment, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How can I how can I strengthen? How can I strengthen my faith yeah. through all of this? And um, you know, a lot of. A lot of our folks um, have have families, and so trying to utilize these moments as a as a family, whether it's a teachable moment or as a time to be able to say, you know, we haven't spent as much time um, uh, studying God's word or praying together. We're going to be more intentional with that as a family, or maybe even as as an individual, as a as a, as a single person or a person that lives that lives alone. Mm. I'm going to utilize this time to be able to 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 really dig deep into this this faith that I've had my maybe even my entire life, um, but to really invest into drawing close to God and for God to utilize this, whether it's whether whether it's uh, things are going your way and, and things seem um, healthy in, in, in most every way, or if, if things are things are dark and things just aren't are going going very well, to be able to lean in on God and to trust in God, but also to be able to invest into this relationship that we know um, is so very um, so very crucial. Uh, final thoughts? Any anything else? Maybe to to, to discuss or um, I do I do want to make sure that we re- reiterate to our our Eastridge members that if they are going through any kind of a, yeah. a tough time where they need to talk to someone yeah. or any kind of uh, financial needs right. or toilet paper needs or whatever needs you have and Seriously. you feel like yeah. you don't have anyone to reach out to uh, please reach out to us uh, whether that's by calling the office or texting one of us or emailing one of us please please do that because we do want to help our, our elders and ministers are available um, 
and in addition to that, uh, we, we're still doing counseling. I'm sure you've gotten that through this. Uh, in fact, uh, the need right now has gotten to be so much that I'm, I brought on another counselor. Uh, so you'll be getting an email about that here in the next couple of days uh, if you're here at Eastridge. But please, and, and this is something that I know we, we discussed in kind of our pre-conversation prior to doing this. Um, the thing that I would encourage those of you who are struggling um, to a degree that there's stress in your home and that this moment is not this calming breath of fresh air, that this right. moment is stress inducing and every day you wake up hoping you can go back to work. Right. Um, for those of you in that situation, I want to encourage you as best I can to not carry that weight around by yourself and to not bury it. Um, I understand husbands and fathers. I understand if if you don't feel compelled to open up and, and, and de-stress in front of your kids or in front of your wife because you're fearful of what the impact on them will be. I'm sensitive to that. Pick up the phone and call us. Uh, call one of the elders. Um, call a friend that you trust. Call a mentor. Call somebody that you can have a conversation with where you can get those things out. I can't stress enough how counter it is to our, our mentality sometimes as providers, um, but but how vital it is that when we struggle, uh, we say it out loud uh, and that we let those, those thoughts come out so that we can process them accordingly so that they don't stay inside of us and then come out as us screaming our heads off because someone left a light on, um, which is generally how this manifests itself when we don't get it out. Awesome. I guess you'll get a prayer just a second. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, keep uh, keep trusting, trusting in God. Try to see God at work in uh, everything. Ask yourself the question: um, You know, where did I where did I find God today? Or maybe maybe to see those opportunities, where will where I find will. God um, today? And to not to seek to be intentional in not limiting um, the ways that God shows up uh, for His. For his people, Alan's going to lead us in a in a closing prayer. Join me in prayer, dear Lord, Heavenly Father. Thank you for uh, this day, God. There are a lot of things that uh, we are dealing with, and, and in different ways and different situations. And God, I ask that we will uh, lean into you during this time. We will um, go to you for for peace and uh, go to you for uh, for mercy and and God for wisdom. God, we ask that uh, as as you put us put us in specific situations, that you will work through us to bless those around us, uh, whether that's you know through social media or, or making a telephone call, or whatever it is. God, uh, just use us as your church, that we can be a blessing to uh, the people around us. God, we thank you for. Um, the ministers here on staff, the elders, the, the people who are dedicated to your people, uh, we ask that you'll continue to work through us as we uh, as we minister. God, uh, thank you for the opportunities that you're giving us to uh, see you through all this and to uh, allow ourselves to um, spend more time with you. Lord, that we will uh, see the good in all of this and that the good that can come from this, and that we will uh, keep things positive. We will be uh, mindful of our, our mental health and as well as our spiritual health. God, we thank you for your son uh, who sacrificed uh, the biggest sacrifice that can be made by dying on the cross for our sins. We pray all these things through his holy name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us, guys.